Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And now, the list of things that you can buy at the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com. Things to wear like Chicago Reader hats, t-shirts, bandanas, and face masks. Things for your daily life like the Chicago Reader camping mug, Chicago Reader tote bags, and a Chicago Reader reporter's notebook. Things for you to read like our Reader recipes, the Chicago Reader 420 Companion, our Chicago Reader Best of book series from journalists Maya Dukmasova, Mike Sula, Ben Jarofsky, and Lior Galil, the Chicago Reader coloring book, and the Chicago Reader stay home puzzle. Find the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com and show your support for the nation's first free weekly news paper since 1971. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. Bonus time on the Ben Jarofsky Show. As I speak, it's Thursday, July 8th, 2021. The headline in today's paper, just to give you a sense of what's going on in the world. This is from the Sun-Times. On O'Hare tarmac, Biden-Lightfoot huddle on city violence before president's speech in Crystal Lake. And there's a photograph of Lori Lightfoot chatting with uh, President Joe Biden while President Tony Preckwinkle stands to the side looking, I don't know what she's looking like. I don't want to put words into what she's feeling, but uh, they're not having a three-person huddle. It's just a two-person huddle. Anyway, that's uh, the headline news uh, (laughs) uh, in today's paper. And uh, I can't hold back. I got to bring my distinguished guest on. We booked this show about two weeks ago. I've been looking forward to it ever since. So as I always do with bonus interviews, I ask my distinguished guest to introduce him or herself. Distinguished guest, introduce yourself. Hey, Ben. It's uh, Maria Haddon, older woman of the 49th Ward here in Chicago. Happy to be back. Yes. Happy to have you back, Maria Haddon. And uh, so let me explain why I immediately reached out to Maria. Uh, First of all, it's been too long since she's been on the show. Uh, Maria Haddon, uh, one of the uh, leftier aldermen in the city of Chicago. Uh a good leftist in my humble opinion Mira, i don't know if you like being called a leftist so totally we'll it's, say it's, she's it's, a progressive. Ac- it's accurate it's accurate so that's fine okay all right because a lot of people are like no man i'm not a leftist i'm a progressive um anyway uh maria haddon is uh the alder, alder woman of the 49th ward which is rogers park far north side of chicago uh and uh after the last couple of meetings which were so bizarre and how they played out with the parliamentary procedure and uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot using Robert Rules of Order as sort of a club to pound away at her aldermanic opposition. Uh, Maria Haddon took to Facebook and what was an amazing riff. I got to give you so much uh, credit, Maria Haddon. It was just so level headed and dispassionate and uh, like almost scientific in its analysis of 
the parliamentary rules that are supposed to govern a city council meeting and how Mayor Lori Lightfoot deviated from the rules selectively enforcing being uh, creative in her enforcement to uh, stifle debate or win over her position. It was a, a really excellent analysis. I was impressed because usually, Maria, I'm so passionate. I'm yelling and my hands are flailing and you were just so cool. <laughs> well, 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 you know, Ben, it also doubles as a sleep story. <laughs> oh, no, don't say that because we're about to take the deep dive. No, people, you, this will keep you awake. Trust me. <laughs> this is not, you know, we're not putting you to sleep. Okay. Uh, so uh, Maria has been so gracious as to agree. So she, we're going to pretend like this is uh, the post-game show of a great basketball game. And we're going to play a clip. And then uh, Maria Haddon is going to analyze the clip of what went down at uh, the last couple of city council meetings, I think there's four clips total. Uh, and DJ Nate is the maestro behind the scenes who is going to insert these uh, clips. And then, Maria, you're going to analyze them. So you're ready to go, Maria? Ready. I'm ready. All right, DJ Nate, play defer. Chair recognizes Chairman Dow of the Budget Committee. The Committee on the Budget and Government Operations recommends approval of the appointment of Celia Meza as Corporation Counsel of the Department of Law. The Chair recognizes Alderman Cardenas. I'm proud to join this resolution in congratulating Celia Meza. The Chair recognizes Alderman Lopez. Thank you, Madam President, and good morning, colleagues. In light of everything going on with Ms. Anjanette Young, Alderman Taylor, and I move to defer and publish this item. Thank you. Alderman Vegas. I'd ask my colleague to reconsider that motion and let's take a look at uh, working forward to, <laughs> I just, I, this is, I, I think I think we should reconsider that motion too. Chair recognizes Alderman Lopez. According to our rules, motion to defer and publish is not debatable. Two members have called it, we must proceed. Chair recognizes Alderman Maldonado. As a Latino members of this body, I really would urge my dear friend, Alderman of the 15th Ward to reconsider his motion. This is a very, very important nomination. The chair recognizes Alderman Austin. You're absolutely right. It is non-debatable, but I think this sets a precedent that shouldn't be. We should allow this individual to be seated. The chair recognizes Alderman Taylor. When do we stop playing the game of mistreating people in our community? So this ain't about that. And so I second Alderman Lopez. I'm not changing it. The chair recognizes Alderman Dow. I know that Alderman Taylor did not attend the meeting. Alderman Lopez, I believe you were there. This issue never came up. This was not a, a topic of discussion. The chair recognizes Alderman Reboyos. I too would respectfully ask to defer this matter that you just brought up. We need to do some work in the city of Chicago and we can't do it if we don't have the head of the corporation council with us. Alderman Spazato. I motion to adjourn this meeting and reconvene on Friday at 11 o'clock. Is there a second? Second. Your motion is to recess? To recess, I'm sorry. Madam Clerk, please call the roll. Alderman Laspada. No. No, no, sir. The roll call is starting. We will have the roll. No, sir. No, sir. I, 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 I do not believe that that is correct. I do not believe that that's correct, sir. No. I'm ruling. I'm ruling you out of order. A roll call vote is started.
I would like to correct you, sir. Rule 21 says that we can adjourn to a date certain, take a recess, or so forth. So Rule 21 allows for the motion that Alderman Spazzato has put forward. Council will stand at ease for five minutes. All right. Uh, what would a city council meeting oh, be? Oh, taking me, taking me back. <laughs> Maria, I was going to say, what would a city council meeting be without chaos, confusion, and the mayor whacking that gavel? Oh God! You know, apparent, apparently, I hear that it used to be a little different before this term. Uh, but I know most of the council meetings that I've been present at have have been pretty, uh, pretty high spirited. All right. So, uh, Maria, help us out here. Um, the general outlines of this I, I can provide, and then you could take it from there. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot wanted the city council to approve Celia Meza as her uh, corporation council. Uh, Alderman Jeanette Taylor, who's been on the show many times, and uh, Alderman Ray Lopez, who's also been on the show many times, joined forces to defer and publish, which means to put off that nomination, vote on that nomination until the next meeting. On the grounds, they wanted to send a message of protest for how the law department is treating Anjanette Young, uh, the woman whose home was raided by police, and so she was forced to stand naked. She had just stepped out of the shower, let's not forget that, uh, handcuffed. And um, so they wanted to send a message of protest, and immediately the mayor's aldermanic allies wanted to protest their protest and hurry up and um, get get the vote to nominate, uh, to officially approve Cel Celia Meza as corporation council. So that's sort of the general background of what went happen what happened. Uh, why don't you explain who was on solid grounds and who wasn't in terms of the way the rules govern council debate? Go ahead. Sure. So our, the rules of order and procedure uh, for 2019 through 2023, um, every four years with a new term of uh, electeds, um, these are rules that are uh, written up and agreed upon, modified as necessary. I'll say as a first term alder person, um, I was not invited to participate in, in writing or amending rules, um, but they have largely uh, been intact um, in, in this shape or form for, I, I think, close to 50 years. Um, so we have parliamentarians who advise us on the rules and most of city council, you'll, you'll see things pretty straightforward. Um, so in, in this particular, I'm going to stick with your theme, Ben, in this particular play, um, what we saw was Alderman Lopez and, and Alderman Taylor um, clearly, clearly in the right. Um, so uh, the context here, and I don't know if you watched the, the May City Council meeting as well, Ben, but in the May City Council meeting, if people can recall, there was a lot of back and forth, uh, the mayor really holding up um, that there's no debate on a defer and publish. Those are the rules. Um, another big thing from the May City Council meeting that she used was that once a roll call has been started, it can't be stopped, right? Um, and so to come to this particular moment with uh, two members of council rightfully uh, in, in their right to move to defer and publish and then having the president of council, the mayor, allow all this open debate um, was pretty unheard of. Um, so I, I know that was clipped together, but I can say sitting in the body um, people were scrambling. They were caught off guard. Uh, people were really, right, trying to figure out uh, what they could say or do. And it, it was really out of sorts for her to even allow the debate. 
Um, and then um, that move to adjourn. So we have certain motions um, that are ordered in a particular way and a move to adjourn um, or to adjourn to a certain date and time does uh, supersede other motions. It's kind of like the top motion. So um, she was in the wrong to allow the debate. Um, but then the move to adjourn could have gone ahead, um, could have gone ahead. But um, as you saw, there was that confusing bit of, did you mean to recess, right? Um, and then they started a roll call where poor Alderman Laspada um, was the only member who voted on that roll call. And then all of a sudden there was a, a five minute recess. And so um, it's just chaos and there were two members of council clearly following the rules. And then I think what we witnessed really was a scrambling, uh, a scrambling of the administration and some of the, the, the allies there to uh, try and figure out what they were going to do next. All right. By the way, we, uh, we have that La Spada moment. So we'll be playing that in a little bit. Uh, that is a classic moment. As the, uh, he's, uh, Danny, uh, Daniel La Spada is the alderman from the first ward. As such, he's the first person who has to vote. Uh, and when there's utter chaos and confusion as to what they're voting on, that is not an enviable position, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is not. It is not. It is at that time I'm even happier to be older person of the 49th. <laughs> Maria gets looks so smart because like she has 48 other aldermen <laughs> who have staggered and stumbled through the matter. Uh, all right. Time to deliberate. A uh, couple things that you mentioned that I, uh, I want to, uh, before we go to the next uh, clip, get you to... Um, talk a little bit more about uh, selective enforcement of the rules. Uh, we talked at great length on this show about what went down in May. Uh, I believe you're alluding to the defer and publish in which uh, uh, David Moore, Alderman David Moore, uh, and Alderwoman Sophia King had proposal to change the name of uh, Lakeshore Drive or the Outer Drive uh, to DeSable Drive. Uh, they thought they had the votes to pass it. Mayor Lori Lightfoot did not want it passed. So she tag teamed with one of her favorites at the moment, uh, alderman by the name of Brian Hopkins from the second ward. And uh, Sophia King had her hand in the air to be called on to have a roll call vote. And Lori Lightfoot's eyes just blinked out on her, Maria. And all of a sudden she couldn't see Sophia King. People even, they called. People called for the roll call. It audibly was called for. Right, audibly called for, even though the the president chose not to recognize it. So anyway, so she and now fast forward to this meeting, and she don't want she don't want, <laughs> so she don't want to. Uh, Ray Lopez and Jeanette Taylor caught her off guard. Clearly, she wasn't prepared. Yeah, they caught. She was not prepared. Yeah, she was not prepared. So then they decided uh, that defer and publish. What a new interpretation of the defer and publish. You can have actually have a debate on defer and publish, whereas in May you couldn't have a debate on defer and publish. Is that correct? Absolutely, that's correct. No debate on defer and publish in May, and I believe um, that both happened on uh, that was most notably seen on the Dusab Lakeshore Drive piece, right? Um, where, yeah, that move to defer and publish, Alderman David Moore wished to be recognized and believe, if I'm recalling correctly, the mayor very clearly said there's no debate on defer and publish and moved on. So uh, people will say, oh, Ben, what do you care about? You're just a stickler for the rules. Well, first of all, rules are, <laughs> that's why we have rules. Uh, and uh, But why don't you go a little further into what are the drawbacks of a selective enforcement of rules that are clearly established? Sure. Um, I think anyone who's uh, ever played a, ever played a, a team sport 
um, or, or a competitive sport, anything where something is refereed, or maybe you're just a sports fan, right? And you're, you're watching, you're watching that game and you, you think the ref is biased. Somebody's making calls for that opposite team or, uh, hey, they're blind and they're not seeing what's happening over there. Um, things feel unfair, right? When, when there appears to be selective enforcement of rules. And so when there actually is selective enforcement and rules, what that means is there's a, there's a power dynamic shift. We have rules so that we can function, so that we all know that we have an agreed upon set of expectations of how we're going to behave and of how to make sure that we can do our work. And, and in a legislative body like city council, these rules become very important. Um, there's all kinds of different power dynamics and controls, positions of authority, uh, people who are in favor with whoever's in power, people who are not. Um, and so having something consistently agreed upon, like rules, and the rules of order and procedure are really important for giving us a level playing field. And in the role of a representative, that means giving our constituents a level playing field. Uh, I agree with you on that one. Uh, and finally, before uh, we um, go to the next uh, clip, Rule 21. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot invoked Rule 21. What is Rule 21? When we when we look at Rule 21, um, you know, one of the big points, and, and this goes to, um, again, what can be, what supersedes what. Um, and, you know, her, her comment there was, hey, you know, Rule 21, because I think she was responding to Beal you know, says that we can, we can adjourn this and, you know, to a set date and time, right? We can do this. And here's the order of, of basically what supersedes what. Um, and I'll, I'll say, and, and I don't know if, the, if there's a later clip on this, um, one of the things that we get into in this particular council meeting um, that, that Beal brings up and then Alderman Burke as well um, is really challenging the mayor on, on being out of order, um, of not following the rules, of really uh, con confusing things. And especially in that last clip, you know, the, the DMP, the open debate, the, the move to adjourn, um, and their challenging of that, um, I think really, um, um, really is where, you know, as she's trying to uh, invoke these rules, um, we, we get into some trouble. Well, we're going to play, uh, we have that, we have, uh, that, uh, Burke and Beal exchange. We have that coming up. Uh, and that's uh, just kind of funny. I had a smile. She thought, uh, Nick Spazato misspoke when he said adjourn. So she's had him substitute recess, but actually he was correct with adjourn. So she got him to make a right, correction that undercut recess. his whole point, uh, which just goes to show you the mayor is not always right. Chicago. I know a lot of Chicagoans are reassured by an all-powerful mayor that they just believe is always right. This is me speaking, not Maria Adden. But the mayor is not always right. And there was a case when the mayor was wrong and she undercut her own legislative maneuvers, Maria Adden, because she was wrong. Do you follow what I just said? Yeah, I, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Yep. Uh, so I just want to reassure Chicagoans that the sun will rise in the morning, even if the mayor is wrong. All right. Uh, DJ Nate, let's play Holt. Let's play Holt. The chair recognizes Chairman Talley of Farrell, Public Safety. Reporting for your committee on public safety for which a meeting was held on June 18, 2021. Item number one, the appointment of Annette Nance Holt as commissioner of the Chicago Fire Department. 
How can they do that out of order? Madam President, uh, asking for the temporary suspension of the rules to report out as committee on public. We were in the middle of a roll call vote. Please don't yell out, folks. There's a motion to suspend the rules to take up the uh, nomination of Annette Holt. What about Is the there any roll call? We started a roll call. The roll call was suspended. Roll call. Alderman Burke. Can't do that. As you recall, we went into recess. There's a motion to suspend the rules to take up the nomination of Annette Holt. Hearing no objections, so ordered. All right. Uh, it's, my favorite part of that is when some alderman, and I don't know who it is, uh, because he was just exclaiming it, uh, says, how can we do that? And then somebody, you can't do that. Uh, so this is the meeting is there was a recess, uh, and during that recess, uh, mayor Lightfoot felt compelled to leave the rostrum and uh, approach uh, Jeanette Taylor on the floor. We've talked about that extensively on this show, and Jeanette Taylor was on the show, so there's no need to go into that uh, right now. But that's what happened in between the time that they had, uh, they took that break, and then they come back, and all of a sudden, instead of adjourning the meeting, uh, and so till the next time, so they can, you know, don't they can deal with uh, Celia Mays's nomination. All of a sudden. They're voting, asked to vote on uh, Annette Holt. Uh, so the question is, Maria, can they do that? I know they literally can't because they did, but is that legal? No, it's not. <laughs> um, it, was, it was totally inappropriate, right? So if, if you recall before that break, right, a roll call was called and started, right, with First Lord Alderman uh, Daniel Muspata, Um calling his vote in that roll call on the motion to adjourn, which I, I mean, I guess it's still debatable, right? Whether that was a motion to adjourn or to recess and what it was corrected to, but a roll call was started. And, and as you know, once a roll call started, it must be completed. Uh, you can't change anything. And so when we come back from the recess, there was no explanation given, um, none at all. It was just, hey, I'm calling on Chairman Talia Farrow. We're gonna hear from the Committee on Public Safety even though we had been in the middle of hearing from the Committee on Budget and Government Operations from Chairman Dow. Um, so it's like, it was, almost, it was almost like, hey, let's just pretend none of this happened and, and, we'll, and we'll move on, right? Um, a, a little maybe a attempt at the Mandela effect, right? Let's just pretend um, and mass delusion. So what you hear people calling out is you can't do that. And, and certainly they, they're not supposed to do that. And it's against the rules, a clear violation. Um, and, you know, as Chairman Taliaferro even begun, you know, with his committee report and then he moved for a suspension of the rules. So I would gather that the justification you would get from uh, the mayor and her legal team was, well, well, we're suspending the rules, right, to consider this matter, which is what we do when we want to take something out of order. Um, and I, I'm sure that's the argument that they, that they're making. Um, however, there's nothing in our rules of order and procedure that allow for the suspension of rules in the middle of a roll call vote, which is where we were. Uh, wow. All right. Uh, so, and I, I would think you could have a vote, a motion to suspend rules, but you can't really have a motion to suspend rules in the middle of, uh, an already existing roll call. Uh, that's even confusing. Now we get to the matter where Lori Lightfoot is saying you're out of order. And this is uh, this gets it to the relationship between the mayor, the chief executive officer of the city uh, and the city council, the legislative branch of the city, Maria. Why is it? Please explain to me uh, and to our listeners uh, 
that the legislative body, uh, the presiding officer, is the executive. Uh, it's been a long time since I was in high school, but I always thought there was supposed to be, you know, a division between the executive branch and the legislative branch. That's what I was taught in high school. I don't know if things have changed since the 70s. So why is it do we tolerate a situation where the mayor breaks the rules and then when the aldermen exclaim in frustration that she's breaking the rules, she says they're out of order? Help, help me out on this one. So um, I guess the, the simplest answer to that, that first question of why is it that the mayor, the executive officer, presides over the legislative body is because we let her. Um, that, that's the simplest answer. Those rules of order and procedure, that's what outlines, um, you know, the mayor as the presiding officer acting as president of council. And I don't know, I'm not enough of a, of a student of history um, to tell you when that became the case. Um, or, or why, um, but it's what we've agreed to. And I think, you know, the last couple of months, um, you know, really raised the question of, should that be the way it is? Um, other legislative bodies in other cities don't have the same thing. Certainly, you know, in, in New York City, you don't have the mayor as, as chair of council. There's a floor leader. Um, council have their own elected leaders, um, you know, from the body. Um, there's a whole leadership structure there that makes sure that there is equal power uh, between the executive branch and the legislative branch. Um, and Chicago doesn't have that, but I know that many of my colleagues, whether it's our discussion around having our own legal counsel or, or having other structures, um, have really begun to question that a bit more. Well, uh, shortly after uh, this meeting, there was a letter of protest. I believe it was signed by 22 aldermen. Don't quote me on that, Maria. It's been a while since I saw it. I think that's right. I believe it was 22. 22, and there's 50, so it wasn't a majority. Um, 22 aldermen signed it. I believe you were one of the signers. Uh, it was sent to Mayor Lori Lightfoot protesting uh, the way, the selective way she's been enforcing rules and the way she's presiding over the city council meeting. How widespread, uh, in your opinion, is uh, the dissatisfaction of aldermen with the way the mayor uh, is uh, overseeing meetings. Does it bridge ideological differences, for instance? Um, you know, uh, I'll speak to the scope of, of this particular meeting in the letter, because I, I can't say that I've had very, I haven't even spoken with all of the colleagues that signed onto that letter um, with me about how they feel. So I, I don't feel adequately uh, competent speaking beyond that. But I can say at least 22 of us, right? And, and those are the same 22 of us who voted against the journey, um, that meeting when we eventually got there um, on, uh, on that Wednesday. And um, it makes it, uh, again, it's, it's unprofessional. Um, it makes it difficult for us to do our work. Um, and I, you know, believe I said, you know, personally in my comments, I felt like it, it looks bad for the city. Um, our residents and our constituents, you know, look to us for professionalism, um, and we're already fighting an uphill battle in Chicago. <laughs> um, as a newer council member, I know when I was running, it was, you know, against corruption and for ethics reform, for transparency and accountability, um, and transforming our body of city council and Chicago government into one that is, you know, more the uh, Chicagoans deserve um, one where you're not worried about people being indicted by the FBI 
um, or, you know, making corrupt deals. And some of that basis comes down to rules, order, procedure, and professionalism. Um, so I know at least 22 of us were dissatisfied enough to uh, pen and sign on to that letter imploring, imploring the mayor to please respect the rules. Um, and it clearly had an impact. Things went a lot more smoothly on that Friday. Did did the mayor respond uh, to the letter directly to you, or no? To even acknowledge? No, she no, didn't even acknowledge. Didn't. She got it. I see. We didn't get a response. Uh, all right. Well, things went better at the following meeting of Friday, so I'm happy to hear that. All right, we're now going to play a clip called "Adjourn." Uh, Nate, play "Adjourn." Alderman Spisato. I would like to withdraw my motion to adjourn. The chair recognizes Alderman Harris. I've provided an ordinance to the clerk set in the date and time of the next meeting of the city council. Madam Clerk, please read the ordinance. The next regular meeting of the city council is on Friday, June 25th, 2021, beginning at 1 p.m. Chair recognizes Alderman Harris. There being no further business before the body, I move that we adjourn by the affirmative vote of all the members present for the roll call to determine quorum. Chair recognizes Alderman Beal. Madam President, we cannot adjourn this meeting because according to our rules of order, there were several Rule 41s that were posted that have to be addressed at this meeting. Alderman Beal, I think you're incorrect. Pursuant to Rule 21, this motion is germane at any time. And I'm going to rule you out of order. Rule for- I, the chair, the chair has ruled. The chair, rec- the chair recognizes Alderman. Uh, the chair recognizes Alderman. Sir, the chair recognizes Alderman Harris. There being no further business before the body, I move that we adjourn by the affirmative vote of all members present for the roll call to determine form. I think we've got to take this step by step. Is your motion to seek approval of the ordinance to set the city council meeting for Friday? That is the pending motion. I ask for clarification. Alderman Burke? Unless I've missed something, the Alderman of the 8th Ward, the Chairman of the Rules Committee, made a motion to adjourn. Alderman Beal made a motion to lay on the table. That is the motion that takes precedence, and it is not debatable. One moment. Her motion to adjourn was premature. She's now moved to adopt the ordinance setting the new date and time for the next city council meeting. The motion was premature. I asked for clarification from the Rules Committee Chair. She's clarified that. Your appeal is denied. Standing up and yelling without seeking recognition is not something that's appropriate. I have ruled, you appealed the rule, the, uh, the order, the ruling. I have considered your appeal and I've denied it. We are going to, we're going to, we're going to Alderman Harris. The chair recognizes Alderman Harris. Are we going back to my original motion? Yes, the original motion, which is to, to set the date and time. That's correct. That is meeting. That's the motion that is pending and we'll have a roll call on that. Madam Clerk. Are we having a roll call on? On what? The ordinance to set the new okay. date and time of the meeting. Is that what you... Just the date and time? We're not adjourning the meeting? We're not there yet, Alderman Beal. I've already said that. Well, I, I can't tell. One minute we're there, one minute we're there. So we're having right, a roll... Right now is the motion on the Are we having a roll call to establish we're doing the date and the time of the meeting? That's correct. So the motion that you'll be voting on, ladies and gentlemen, is a motion to set the new date and time of the meeting for Friday at 1 p.m. Madam Clerk. Alderman Laspada. 
The motion simply to set the date and time, correct? Yes. Yes. Alderman Hopkins. I vote aye. Alderman King. Yeah, come back to me. I can't. The rules, if you're in the seat, I have to take the roll call. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in the middle of a roll call. Madam Clerk, please. Alderman King. Does this mean if you vote for this, that if we vote to adjourn, that that would supersede it? This is just to vote on the time and place of the date of the meeting. The, Friday the at one. Adjournment is not before the body. The only motion that's before the body right now is setting a new date and time for the city council meeting. So please. Alderman uh -huh. King? No? Okay. There are 31 yeas. There are 18 nays. The motion passes. The chair recognizes Alderman Harris. My motion is to adjourn this meeting. Motion to lay that on the table. Yes. Alderman, did you call? Pursuant to Rule 21, the motion to adjourn takes precedence over a motion to lay on the table. There's a motion, pending motion to adjourn. Madam Clerk, please call the roll. All right. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Maria Haddon, that is hilarious. I've heard it <laughs> twice now. I just crack up every time I heard it. Because just it, like Lori Lightfoot is trying to pretend as though everything is so obvious when they're making the stuff up as they go along. The stuff they're voting on is contradicting the stuff they thought they were voting on. How anybody can understand it. And then she acts like, oh, no, it, this is so obvious. What are you, dumb? <laughs> and it's, it's like, And then Danny LaSpada. The first word alderman, like I said, he's got to go first, Maria. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, God, what a joke. All right, first of all, before we go further, help people out. I've had a lot of people, Ben, what does lay it on the table mean? And Sure. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, and, and, you know, the mayor referenced Rule 21 again. So, again, there's this kind of... Um, uh, order a hierarchy of, of certain orders in, in which trumps which, right? Um, so if somebody makes a motion, so let's say you move to pass something, um, I, and then this operates in, in committee or in our full council meetings, I can move to lay your motion on the table. Now, moving to lay the motion on the table, um, we, and you actually see this come up in that Friday meeting, where the mayor tried to do this uh, to Alderman Riley's motion to separate an article from that small biz strong or shy biz strong package. Um, basically it literally lays the previous motion on the table. Um, what it means is we won't consider it. Um, so, so what they tell about laying on the table to, means you're not going to consider it. You're just, we're, we're not going to consider it. So that thing that that other person just wanted to do if you agree to lay the motion on the table, then you're not going to consider it. Um, but in, uh, and it does, it does fall in rule 21. It does fall pretty high in the, in the order. Um, so first, first order is adjourned to a day certain. Then there's to adjourn then there's to take a recess. Then there's to lay it on the table. Um, so, you know, if somebody wanted to refer something to amend something, uh, to pass something, um, you could, you could lay it on the table and people could take a vote on that. And, um, we could just basically not make a decision on that previous motion. So think of it as like the skip card. If you're playing Uno, it's skip. <laughs> All right. Skip should, that might be a more effective way of, uh, running a city council meeting. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, 
Lori Lightfoot says, ladies and gentlemen, we're in the middle of a roll call as though it was a sacrosanct thing, a roll call, the all-important roll call. Didn't she just interrupt the roll call earlier when it was to her convenience? I'm confused here, Maria. Help me out. Yeah, it was. No, the whole the whole meeting, the whole meeting was really was really challenging. Um, I think you can hear, you know, all Alderwoman King um, saying, no, come back to me. And poor, poor clerk Valencia. It's like, I can't. <laughs> it's, it's a roll call. And, and yeah, I think the, you know, that was, it, it was a really difficult um, uh, thing to go through. And there was so much happening um, in, in that particular clip that was all against the rules again, both in, you know, a reminder of a flagrant violation of the rules only moments earlier um, and more violations of our rules. Um, and then, you know, as you noted, a real kind of attitude of, come on, doesn't everybody know these rules? Why aren't we following the rules, guys? Why aren't you going along with us? Which, again, is why rules are important, right? We got to all be playing the same game the same way. Uh, at one point, uh, Alderman Ed Burke uh, opined, and I'm going to go off on a, a bit about Alderman Ed Burke, which is, this is my view, view of the world, not necessarily Maria Haddon. So this is Ben speaking, not Maria Haddon. Alderman Ed Burke has been around the city council since I think 1969. Uh, I've never been a fan of Alderman Ed Burke, to put it mildly. He was the leader of the opposition, uh, one of the two leaders of the opposition of Harold Washington in the 1980s. Uh, in which 28 white aldermen and uh, one Puerto Rican alderman got together to try to block and stymie everything Harold Washington did in order to undercut and sabotage his administration. Uh, he did this in the name of council liberty and independence. And then as soon as Mayor Daley was elected, he became the biggest rubber stamp supporter of every dumb idea that Mayor Daley uh, came up with, uh, followed by every dumb idea that Mayor Rahm came up with. And in exchange, he got to run the finance chair, the finance committee, which means he oversaw the uh, issuance of every contract Every TIF deal in the city of Chicago is so a very powerful man because he was allowed to be used as a rubber stamp. Uh, what happened? He got indicted. Mayor Lori Leifer got elected in part because she opposed him. Uh, and uh, somehow or other, the voters of the 14th Ward reelected him uh, as their alderman. And now all of a sudden he's repositioning himself as a voice of reason uh, and following the rules. He is perhaps, in my humble opinion, Maria Haddon, the absolute worst person the city council could select if they were selecting somebody to stand up to Lori Lightfoot in these matters because he, she only looks good when he's opposing her, even if he's saying the right thing. That is my interpretation of Ed Burke standing up to defy Lori Lightfoot. How do you see things when he does that? One of the, there's there's a, being in council is complicated, especially in dealing with larger than life uh, uh, characters like Alderman Burke, right? Um, with such with such histories, um, a lot of notoriety, and you know my my personal opinions aside, um, when we're in council together, we stand as equals in council together, right? Our constituents and our wards elected us, and um, even as, you know, technically being equals, there are still a lot of power dynamics. And, you know, though Alderman Burke has been kind of deposed of his official, uh, official positions of power within council, there's still a lot of unofficial things and a lot of people 
at least within council, if nothing else, they respect his knowledge of our rules, right? Of our rules or rules of order. Many people laugh and say he wrote the rules. <laughs> um, and so uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting, it was an interesting position to be in. And as you mentioned, kind of folks who signed on to the letter and the kind of uh, agreement across ideologies um, there's there, but also I think, you know, I'd be naive to, to not acknowledge that different people I'm sure have different motives, reasons, um, and agendas, uh, behind what they do and choose to do. Um, and that maybe that's all I'll say about that. Let me just say this about Maria Haddon. Uh, I have always respected your ability just to speak artfully about people in such a way as not to insult them. And uh, that was really well done, that riff you just went on about uh, Ed Burke. Uh, you would be a great uh, dispute mediator, that is for sure. Um, all right, so the meeting was adjourned, and then on Friday, they reconvened two days later. I have no clips from that. I do have a clip, uh, but I'm not going to pl play it because we're almost out of time anyway, about, about uh, uh, the uh, laid on the table matter that with Brendan Riley, it's funny you mentioned that. But so when all is said and done, they got, uh, Lori Lightfoot got uh, Celia uh, approved as corporation counsel. So it only took her two day delay, two days delay. Uh, and as you said, that Friday meeting proceeded a lot more orderly. Uh, the mayor pretty much got everything she wanted. Um, so when you look at it, Maria, um, in its totality, what's your takeaway from what went down uh, on these two days of meetings? Um, broadly, I think it was a bad day for Chicago city government um, on a lot of levels. And I think you heard some of my colleagues speak to that um, on Friday's meeting. It was a bad day. It was embarrassing. It was unprofessional. Um, and, and we didn't, we didn't, in a timely manner, complete the business we were there to conduct. Um, personal, personal differences, personal slights, and and you know, uh, unpro unprofessional behavior. Um, you know, we turned it into a circus. Um, some of us, right? And um, I'll say that the fact that Miss Meza was approved. And that I think Alderman Taylor and, and Alderman Lopez made it clear in some of their statements wasn't even about Miss Meza. Um, and we approved her unanimously. Um, I think one of the other big takeaways is there, you do have a lot of older people who are standing up and trying to speak their mind and for intended or no, for better or for worse, um, we don't have uh, a mayoral administration that's got absolute control and power. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of analysis on many shows to come you can do about why that's changed. Um, and I think it's a complex answer. But maybe what we can take out of it is more of us knowing our rules, um, more of us reconsidering the way things work. Um, seeing opportunities there are to change and not repeat mistakes. And I know that's one of the major lessons I'm taking. Um, knowing that 
council members can stand up and uh, not just be rubber stamps is important. And there's a, there's a rule we didn't talk about, but that I'll mention um, that was in that last clip. And I think it was something that's easy to miss, even in the replaying of things, because um, Alderman Burke wasn't fully mic'd, right? And some of those exchanges, it's not, he's not fully audible. But um, we talked a lot about Rule 21, but there was Rule 12. Um, Rule 12 is how we appeal the decisions of the chair. So when we talk about the weird, skewed dynamic of our executive uh, leader being the president of our legislative body, there are some things in the rules that are supposed to give us uh, some power to that, and that's Rule 12, where we can appeal the decision of a chair. And this operates in full city council or in committee meetings. And that's what Alderman Burke tried to do. Um, the mayor made a ruling that she was dismissing his, uh, you know, uh, his motion or his objection. And he actually appealed the decision. Um, uh, an official appeal of the decision means that there's a vote of the, of the whole body. And if two thirds of us agree with the person appealing, then we get to overrule the chair. Um, and that to me was one of the, the most egregious breaking of the rules because it was a flagrant violation of what little check of, of power we actually have um, in council. And so thinking about how we want to operate as a city, um, what kind of government um, the residents of our city really want um, and what they deserve, I think that's my big takeaway, reflecting on that from, from those two meetings at the end of the month, knowing that we've got to do better, reconsidering what our structure, um, and maybe we need a different set of rules of order and procedure um, in 2023. Well, Maria, it seems to me, and that was, um, thank you for bringing that up, because yes, uh, Ed Burke's uh, mic was off and uh, you couldn't hear it. It seems to me the rules already exist. The issue is the inconsistent application of already existing rules which allow, as you just pointed out, the city council to have a little, exercise a little independence. So once again, I guess we'll end the conversation where we began it. If you don't abide by the rules that exist, or if you inconsistently apply the rules that exist, and the you in that sentence is the mayor, the chief executive, if the mayor inconsistently uh, abides by the rules that exist, or or inconsistently applies them in a general sense of way, then it's like there are no rules. And so I, I just feel as though we have the rules. Let's just play by them. That's the lesson I learned from listening to you today and listening to you on Facebook. Did I get the right lesson? I think so. I think I'd say we could just, we could just follow the rules. It would uh, make life a lot easier for everybody and make it easier for us to do our work. All right. Very good, Maria Haddon. Just follow the rules. Common sense uh, advice indeed. Maria, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to uh, analyze uh, these excerpts and talk to me. And uh, also, folks, if you uh, go on her Facebook page, she really lays it out, uh, really does a good job. Very dispassionate, in my humble opinion. Uh, and uh, without emotion, you know, without flailing like I do, 
uh, she lays it all out. So Maria Haddon, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, pleasure to be here. Thanks, Ben. All right, very good. Maria Haddon, uh, Alderwoman of the 49th Ward, uh, the Pride and Joy at Rogers Park. Thank you very much. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.